Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are so happy that you're here. We've got quite an episode for you today. This one's going to be a fun one. It is. And it's because y'all picked it. Exactly. So we'll get into all of that here in a second and how y'all totally influenced all of the content of this episode. But first, just a couple reminders. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter yet, now is the time to do that because, as we're going to talk about here in a little bit, one of the resources that we have we've been offering this for a little while but we're going to send it out in our newsletter we'll talk about a little later as far as helping you with your insecurities going into a date we have me and bethany not we found it on the internet like we created this (laughs) so if you want to get that and a bunch of more goodies in your inbox tomorrow go to our website lookingforthemiddle.com click on the newsletter button at the top and sign up or you can sign up through our instagram bio same form same deal We're at LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram. We're on stories pretty much every day over there. Except for when Kristen forgets. Gosh, y'all, I've been (laughs) struggling. I texted Bethany yesterday. I was like, gosh, I am so sorry that I have been such a flake with social media. So I have literally color coordinated everything on our social media calendar. So I have no excuse. to. I put reminders on my phone. It's just been a mess. So most days... You'll at least hear from Bethany. (laughs) And then I'll show up when I remember. Um, No. So definitely go follow us over there if you aren't already. Okay. Bethany has a question of the day. I do. She's very excited about it. Make up this question because I had something I already wanted to talk about to answer it. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Working backwards. I totally am. Okay. So what is a like beauty tip or trick that's maybe not super well known that you know that you would want to share with everyone? Do you want to go first while I think? Sure. I'll tell you all about mine. (laughs) Okay. So this is kind of a story. So y'all go with me here. So the other day I woke up, it had been a long week and I had several like little pimples on my chin and cheek and they're the annoying kind that like you pop them and like two hours later, it's like you never did and they just won't go away and they hurt. See, you call that annoying. I call that fun because <laughs> oh, I, I like popping hate pimples it. in oh case y'all God. didn't know that. That's so weird. Anyways, continue. Anyway, so they would not go away. So I had heard about this thing. Maybe I saw it on Instagram and everything on Instagram is true, obviously. But the the thing said to t- get like Advil like gel caps and you like puncture one end of it and you like squeeze it out onto the spot on your face or the pimple or whatever and you just like leave it there so I did that and I slept with it on my face like I did all my skincare washed my face everything put a little Advil on it and when I woke up the next morning they were completely gone dried up totally gone it worked like a charm that's crazy to me yeah like well and first of all who thought to do that I don't know I mean when I saw it I was like that's so random but I was like well Advil is an anti-inflammatory so I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but yeah, I am sold. That's crazy. I'll have to try that next yes. time. I have. Well, well, you enjoy. I enjoy it. I know it's gross. Of, I know uh-huh. it's gross. I get it. But here's the thing: I don't like watching pimple popping videos. If I'm not the one doing it, it grosses <laughs> oh, me out. Weird. Doesn't that weird? It just grosses me out. It's all sick around. and twisted. Um. Oh gosh. Okay. You have like 30 million beauty tips. I know. Just pick one. Okay. I'm trying to. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you two. Okay. Um, one, if you have stubborn eyelashes that won't curl, you can heat your eyelash curl up with your hair dryer. Oh. And don't put it right on your eyelashes <laughs> right afterwards because you will burn yourself. Um, but it works if you have a plastic or a metal eyelash curler. Nice. And you put it, I would put it on low heat on your hair dryer and heat it up and then kind of wave it for a second or two and then curl and it works kind of like a curling iron but for your eyelashes and then the other thing I have discovered recently is when you're curling your hair Mm -hmm. so I curl mine with a wand and when it first comes off a curling wand you know it looks very like ringlety and you can let it dry dry cool like that 
But if you want it to be a little bit looser, you t- once it comes off the curling wand, like tug on the end of the mm. curl a couple times and it relaxes it and then let it cool and then it looks more natural. Oh, that's smart. When you're done. I mean, I still brush through mine and everything, but if you don't want it to look mm-hmm. like Shirley Temple when you're done, um, it just, it brushes out better. It looks more natural nice. and you just give them a little tug. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. before people think we're beauty bloggers, because, you know, we're so on top of things. Obviously. Let's move into our actual. Yes. If y'all could see what we <laughs> look like right now, t- you oh, would know. Oh, my word, y'all. I came straight from working out. I feel like I should ap- probably apologize to Kristen. Oh, I'm like, no. at least she I has an excuse. I smell like. <laughs> I just look like a hot mess. And I just got up and started working. So. Woke up like this. Yes, exactly. That's okay. hilarious. So, let's talk first about, if you've been with us for at least the last six months or so y'all know that last season we decided to ask a question on I don't think we decided to do an episode on this until we figured out how big the response was but we asked on Instagram last season why is dating so hard we got a massive amount of responses more than any other question we'd ever asked on Instagram and so we were like well we should do an episode on this and so that went super well y'all loved it it was a great conversation And so when we were planning for this season, we decided, why don't we do that again and find another question we can ask our Instagram followers? Another reason you should be following us (laughs) over there. And then we'll plan another episode based on that question. Uh So our question for this season was, what is your biggest insecurity going into a date? And once again, y'all really delivered. Y'all gave such great responses. I do feel like the answers weren't as varied this Mm -mm. time as last time. There was a little bit more of a variety whereas these like 80 to 90 percent of them were around like two different answers which is helpful it is (laughs) and there are two answers that I definitely identify with so we're gonna get into those themes that we saw and then we're gonna kind of help you figure out okay what does it look like to be successful in a date how can you overcome these insecurities what are some tools we can give you so that you may not feel quite as insecure going into (laughs) them and kind of go from there love it okay so why don't we answer the question ourselves first Hmm. so what would you say like going into a date and I think we I know we kind of framed it on Instagram and most of y'all's responses were more from the standpoint of a first date or an early date like Mm -hmm. maybe one two three something like that so going into that situation what is your typical biggest worry insecurity anxiety um Probably the way I look uh-huh. would be the first one is just making sure, like, is he going to think I'm, especially if I've never met him in person, like if I'm being set up or um, if it's online, even if I do know him, though, I'm like, is he going to think I look good? Like, is he going to find me attractive? There's all these questions. You know, do I have something in my teeth? <laughs> um, that's a very small piece of it. But that would be my first one. And then just... And I don't know if this is probably getting into the too futuristic, but I'm worried. I'm like, I'm going to either say something or I'm going to ask a question that I will regret saying or asking later. Not that it's bad, but it's like, oh, I didn't need to bring that up yet. Or, oh, what if I don't like his answer to this? Or what if fill in the blank? And then there's the, it's this really weird thing I've been dealing with. I'm super hopeful and optimistic as y'all know, but then I'm also like terrified of being disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so you, I think that's probably my thing is going into it and something happening where I'm really excited. And then I get disappointed by something, whether it's big or small, but I just have really high hopes that this is going to be super (laughs) great. And then if something doesn't go well, then I'm going to be like, Oh crap. (laughs) So again, yeah. So that would be, mine I guess okay Bethany what are yours I think mine are similar definitely the first one well rewind for a second here most of my not all most of my first date experiences are from an app or online or something like that so a lot of those obviously not a lot all of those would be ones where you haven't met the person before there's not even someone that you've like seen across the way and you got set up with like they've never seen you in person before and so I mean obviously I post pictures that look like me I'm very like I'm a big proponent of that I don't filter them I don't photoshop whatever my teeth and like it's me but you never 
I think they look like me. What if he doesn't think they look like me? Or what if I'm having a bad hair day and that's not what I look like or whatever. I mean, obviously I don't like over edit my pictures, but I don't post ones where I look hideous either. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. And so I think that's fair for all of us. (laughs) Yes. And I wouldn't expect anything else. Like, yeah. Now guys, I think just kind of post whatever half the time. And I'm so jealous most of the time too. I'm like, seriously? I know. Anyway, that is a whole other rabbit trail for a whole other day. We should do either like a couch cast or something maybe on Instagram about like all the things we're jealous about with the guys that guys can do or get away with or like the perks they have as being guys. We should do something. Yes, we totally should. Okay. Noted. Um, so that's, that's really my biggest one. And I, (laughs) we've talked about this and I'm probably getting ahead of myself a little bit. I am at my core an introvert, but I'm a very outgoing introvert. Um, and it's funny when I was in Florida not too long ago visiting Mel, I was talking to Trey, her husband, and he's very introverted too. And so I told him, I was like, you know, Trey, I'm this weird, I'm, I'm an introvert myself, but I am also a, a like major introvert's worst nightmare because I don't really like tons of silence if I'm sitting there with someone. And I also don't mind just chit chatting and filling that silence. So on the one hand, I totally need my time by myself to recharge and regroup and whatever. But if I'm with someone else, I'm most likely going to be talking to them. That's a great point. So, I hadn't thought about but it from that standpoint it's before. Totally but that's true, totally though, right? true. Yes. Oh, for sure. So all of that to say, within that, I kind of have a knack for small talk. Oh, de- she definitely <laughs> does. She's the best person to take to a party or a get together where you don't know very many people and you just kind of like are on her hip like oh you talk to this person and I'll chime in and it's great and I don't feel awkward so I can just kind of chit chat my way through an hour or two of just about anything so for me going into a first date even if I go into it within 10 minutes I'm like I never want to go out with this guy again I can chit chat my way through an hour and a half nice to meet you and go bye so I know for a lot of people that conversation piece is one that is like troublesome it's not for me so maybe I can I'll share some I don't know some some of the things I do or talk about or whatever and but anyway I'm getting way off track here you're chit-chatting I see (laughs) see what happens um so anyway I think probably like looks is definitely the biggest one for me and then um I struggle with knowing and this kind of gets towards like looking to the future too. I struggle with knowing for each stage, quote unquote, of a relationship. Okay. So at the very early dating, we talk about these things and we don't talk about these things. And then after that, okay, now we talk about this, but we still don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an everything's on the table from the get go kind of person. Like I don't care talking about I can talk about marriage in the hypothetical. I can talk about, hey, I have this characteristic and you have that one. What would that look like in a relationship, in a marriage? Like, how would that be good? How would that be bad? And I'm not thinking, oh my word, he wants to marry me. Mm -hmm. You can separate those really well and compartmentalize. So so then on the flip side, going into early dates like this, I struggle with not stepping over that line maybe because I'm like, okay, I really like you. I really like talking to you. I want to know more things. Mm-hmm. And so I think I may come on a little strong. Okay. Yeah. No, I get, I totally get that. Yeah. Cause there is this, and I don't know about for you, but for me, I feel this pressure to mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. because, and we've talked about this before of like, I don't want to date you for two months and then find out something after two months that if I had just asked early on, I wouldn't have gotten this far invested, Mm -hmm. but then also learning, Hey, it's okay to go a little slow Mm -hmm. and you're not quote unquote wasting your time, even though that's how we like to frame it. That's not true. And there's, you know, but there is this pressure of like, Oh my gosh, I need to figure this out. And you don't have to like, you can go slow and let it naturally organically progress. Mm -hmm. But I think, especially when you have this mentality, which is a good mentality to have of I'm dating with purpose. I'm dating with intention. I'm dating with the goal of being marriage, but it's not the goal of getting to marriage as fast as possible. Yes. And so, yeah, I think I would definitely identify and I'm, (laughs) From what they're saying, a lot of them do, (laughs) too, as far as 
trying to figure out, okay, when do I bring this up? When's a good time? Because I want to know these things and they're good things to know. But also not, like you said, coming on too strong where he's like, because he, that's the thing too that's hard is I know and you know and Mm -hmm. anybody who knows you well knows. Like you can compartmentalize super well. He may not realize that. So when you're asking that. Exactly. Then he's, he could be thinking, oh gosh. And you're like, oh no, not at all. I'm totally not going there in my mind. But you don't know that because you don't know me. So it's this weird that's Back my thing that I run into is like, okay, I know this is, I don't want to come on too strong. Mm-hmm. And so then trying to come back from that, it's like, but I don't know what's the yeah. right level because yeah. just what you said, I don't want him to think that I mean this when I mean that. And I mean, tiny example, I was messaging someone on an app not too long ago and we were talking about like deal breakers or something. And I was talking about wanting to, to like, it's a deal breaker for me if we have nothing in common. And so I was making this example of like, well, I, I we don't have to have everything in common, but I want to have, you know, some things I said, because, you know, I said, we can't just sit around and talk about whatever 24 seven. And then I was like, oh, well, I said we, and I don't mean I, I backspaced it, but I realized like in my head, I just meant we as in me and whoever I'm married to eventually. But this guy might be thinking, I mean, we, we, and mm-hmm. I don't. So I was like, how do I read? So I like, totally reworded it and say, I don't want to just sit around and talk about one thing 24 seven with my husband or my future husband, because it's the only thing we have in common. Like I want there to be multiple things. And so I'm constantly trying to find that balance, balance mm-hmm. of not seeming like aloof. But then also not seeming like, oh, wow, she wants to marry me tomorrow. And I've been on two dates with her. Yeah. It's like you care, but you don't care too much too soon Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. It's a weird. Yeah. Y'all, being a girl is, (laughs) it's kind of struggles. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So with all of that in mind, because we've just talked about basically several of the themes. And these are, we're not stealing y'all's. These are actually ones we've had before we even asked the question. So I promise we're not ripping y'all off. But... (laughs) Of all the responses we got, it was a little over 50% were related to conversation and communication. Okay. So what if I run out of things to talk about? What if he doesn't think I'm funny? What if there's a bunch of awkward silences? What if I don't know what to say? What if, you know, we're not clicking? Whatever. And then another big, the second biggest group or theme that we saw were answers related to appearance looks am i enough fill in the blank am i pretty enough am i you know thin enough that came up a lot is he going to be attracted to me do i look like my pictures if i met him online or if i was set up with him am i what he expected is he going to be ashamed to be seen with me things like that um and then a couple others we saw repeated were around lack of dating experience. So there were a few of y'all that said, I've never dated before. That's in the back of my mind the whole time I'm on this date. Is he going to find that unattractive if I don't have any experience? Um, Is it going to be obvious that I've never dated before? (laughs) You know, things like that. And then the last theme was, we called it future possibility related. So, you know, am I going to get too attached too quickly? Um, Am I going to follow up too quickly is is there going to be a second date and how's the date going to end is this guy the one does he love the lord as much as he says he does or is it really not that big of a deal all like more futuristic themed responses um so that's kind of the breakdown i guess as far as the repeated answers that we got so do you want to kind of now just dive into each of those yeah let's go yeah let's can we start with the last one? Yes. Because I, I can, I think we first. can quickly help those people. I agree. And it, because I, we, we all fall into we, that to yep. some extent. We're For all sure. thinking, is there going to be a second date? Is he going to like me? Like, I really like him. So what do I need to do? And how do I need to act so that this works out? And you're thinking longer term. You're getting more attached. I think the answer to that is when you start to feel those things creep in you have to like cut it off stop yourself and say okay there's a time and a place for everything there's a time and a place for getting attached there's a time and a place for going deeper and more future looking into this relationship the first few dates is not that time Hmm. 
So stop yourself. Quit that line of thinking. And when, when you're nervous about that, just remind yourself, this is not something to be nervous about right now. And that it's, and you're nervous and you're insecure about it in a lot of ways because it's unknown, I think, because you don't know what he thinks. You don't know what his faith looks like because you haven't seen that repeated pattern. You don't know if he's as into it as you are because you just don't know. It doesn't mean he's not. You just don't know. But the only way to know that is to give it time and to just continue pursuing this. And so until he tells you you're not going to continue pursuing that, just relax and keep moving and observe those things. But at the same time, you don't have to be worried about that right now. You're kind of borrowing worry where you don't have to. And if you just stop and remind yourself that most of these things will work themselves out as you progress through this, you'll find out pretty quickly whether or not he's into this. You'll figure out pretty quickly if his faith seems to be moving in the right direction, because you're going to see that pattern as you go out more. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be relating a lot of these back to friendship as we talk Mm -hmm. about this. And I'm becoming more and more attached to this analogy, I guess of we try, I think too hard to separate dating and friendship when in reality, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. One of the best preparations you can have for marriage is friendship. Yeah. Because really the attraction piece and the the physical aspect of the relationship is the main separator there, at least at the beginning. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you become more close and intimate with someone that you're going to marry than your best friend. But a lot of it is more similar than we want to realize. And so when you think about like if I met a girl at church like a new girl at church and she asked me to go to coffee I was like sure great am I freaking out thinking oh my gosh are we gonna be best friends now you know are she gonna be in my wedding like (laughs) no you don't think that you just go like oh how sweet she asked me to go to coffee and you go and you talk and it's like oh we really clicked we had a lot in common cool I'd like to hang out with her more or oh that was fun but you know we don't really talk at church on church yeah we probably won't be super close and there's not this extensive level of pressure that we put on, even though we really want friendship. You may not want friendship as bad as you want a husband. I realize that. <laughs> but we all want friendship. But for some reason, there's just this extra, you know, elephant's weight worth of pressure that you put yeah. on when you meet a guy and you go out to coffee and you've got to figure all this stuff out. But then when you're getting to know a friend, it's really pretty similar at the beginning stages. And so if you can begin to think through it with that perspective of, hey, let me get to know this guy, even though I want to be more than his friend from what I know so far, and he's very cute or whatever, let me not get ahead of myself, just like I wouldn't get ahead of myself and ask, because we laughed when I said, oh, is she going to be my wedding? Is she going to be one of my best friends? Because it is kind of funny and if you really boil it down, it's kind of funny that you've met a guy and you've been at Starbucks with him for an hour and a half. And you're like, oh, my gosh, could I marry him? And could I be the mother of his children? Like, you know, <laughs> but we but realistically, we go there and we think it's super logical uh-huh. when we go there to be planning that way. But I would really encourage you just to dial it back, like Bethany was saying, and try to look through a more um, pra- practical and not as pressure filled lens yeah. as you are getting to know this guy and a lot of that insecurity you're feeling will start to recede when you do that because again the insecurity is coming from what's unknown well lots unknown mm-hmm. right now it's first date or it's your third date or whatever so if you can come to terms with I don't have to know everything right now I don't have to know if I'm gonna marry him I don't have to know if you know we're gonna be super serious three months from now I just know I want to keep spending time with this Mm -hmm. guy. Then you're going to start to feel a little bit of that, like that relief, I think. You just said, all I know is I want to spend more time with this guy. I think, and I will give one caveat here. If you've been friends with someone for several years and you've started dating, that's going to be your caveat because you know them well. Mm -hmm. Anything else, I think this applies. You said... I just know I want to spend more time with them. If we would all go into first dates with our benchmark for success 
being, or not really success, our benchmark for what we're looking for being, I just need to find out if I want to spend enough time with this guy to go on a second date. Mm-hmm. This is not, I need to know if I enjoy spending time with him and I could do that for the rest of my life. The mindset going into a first date strictly needs to be, do I enjoy his company and do I want to do this again? The end. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's checking a lot of boxes on your deal breaker list, then even if you do enjoy sitting there chit-chatting, that's probably not going to be a good idea. But in a first date, you don't have to find out if he matches 18 out of the 25 things on your list. Um, you just want to know, can we sit there and talk? Do we laugh at the same things, at least sometimes? Do, you know, do I enjoy a conversation with him? And if you do, don't worry about the other things right now. Just go out with him again. And it'll be fine. And I think if we did that, we would have a lot more second dates than we do. Because I think we try to make decisions for the sake of not wasting anyone's time or not leading anyone on based on very little information. That if we fleshed out some of those questions or apprehensions we had, we gave it the time to go on a few more dates, we might realize they're not really that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Those things we're worried about might not be a big deal on that first date. And we would have more second dates because we try to make a decision of, oh, nope, I couldn't marry him. I'm not going on a second date. Mm-hmm. You don't really know. So anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like, now, I'm going to give you an analogy. And I realize, um, let's talk about baseball for a okay. minute since the Braves just lost and <laughs> aren't going to the World Series. And I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. Um, I realize that baseball analogies and relationships are not are normally sexual. I am not talking <laughs> about that. Let me make that very clear. I am not making sexual references here. Okay, but if you think about baseball, you there is a progression to how you travel around the field. Okay, and we want to just skip things, and it's like you can't. It, you won't score if you skip first base again, y'all. Go with it. Stay out of the gutter. Okay. (laughs) But I'm being serious. Like you, you have to hit each base in order for you to score a run. And if you don't, it doesn't count. No. We try so hard to just skip through things because we just want to get to home plate. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Same thing with a date. You've got, or dating somebody, there's a progression to it if you want to be successful. And so you, as much as you want to skip through things or rush through things or not, you know, take your time, that's kind of how it works. And you're going to be more successful. Like Bethany said, you're going to have more second dates, most likely if you can have that mentality instead of, oh, I just need to go straight to, would I marry him or would I not? Mm -hmm. Because the likelihood of you figuring that out in the first few dates even yeah is pretty low it happens once in a blue moon but don't bank on that I just want to point out too it's really easy for people who are happily married now to go backwards and tell you Uh oh I knew on my third date with it we were going to be together forever because it worked out Mm -hmm. just saying I'll leave that where it is well full transparency I dated a guy I was very sure I was going to marry oh me too and now I'm like well obviously that's not (laughs) um so you know yeah it's like you said it's easy to say when it worked Mm -hmm. and we don't know exactly what their mentality they could have thought oh i would marry this guy or i'm seeing things that would make me want to but to have that certainty we can't be sure and and looking back you absence makes the heart grow fonder Mm -hmm. and the further absent you are from that actual date the more your rose-colored glasses of how it all went can't so can come true. out. So I'm not saying they. I'm not saying there aren't people who don't know. I'm just saying I. I don't think that everyone who tells you, I just knew right away, actually did. Mm-hmm. I think that's very wise advice. Okay, so let's just keep working backwards. Okay. Then. So let's talk to our people who are insecure about their lack of dating experience. Okay. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just set you up and I didn't tell you I was going to do this. So here we go. Um, But you talk about how everybody assumes that everybody else knows way more about dating than Mm -hmm. they actually do. So talk about your thoughts on that. I, yes, I do think that every, nobody knows as much about dating as you think they do, including us probably. (laughs) But Um. please keep listening. (laughs) Please don't leave. (laughs) 
no. Uh, I totally, I totally understand this because we've talked about before. I didn't date a lot in my younger years. So I was this person who was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really like, I've never done this before. And you feel like you have this big red sign over your head. That's like amateur, amateur. It's like flashing rookie. <laughs> exactly. And it's not the case. Um, so my oh so profound advice is basically fake it till you make it because it's kind of like job experience and getting a job. You have to have experience to get the job, but in order to get experience, you have to get the job anyway. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. The only way to get dating experiences is to date someone. So go on a few dates and if it doesn't work out, so be it. But you can always look at it from the standpoint of, Hey, it's a few more experiences you know what I mean mm -hmm. like okay now I have a little more experience I know a little more of what I'm looking for or what I'm not um and honestly just remember going into these first few dates you don't talk about your exes you don't talk about how much experience you have this, that's definitely more of a okay we are dating each other exclusively we're in a relationship let's talk about our past kind of thing and once you're in that place like you trust this person and they trust you and that's more of a safe space to talk about like hey I'm kind of insecure about this I don't know like you may need to take the lead on some things because I'm just not sure how this progresses or whatever but going into early dates you don't talk about it so if you unless you just word vomit all over them that you've never dated anyone and you don't know what you're doing they're not gonna know yeah and word of advice real quick don't say that because there is this no. there's this weird twitch of humanity i think for us to verbalize our insecurities because we think oh maybe if i say it out loud it won't sound as bad or we feel the silence and it's just oh this will be like funny self-deprecating no don't tell him that yeah. you don't have to share that and you don't be like oh this is my first date in eight years don't tell him that yeah. okay it's i'm not saying it's bad if it is but that's not necessary information for you to share on a date you just go out with him or even if you've never dated don't say, oh my gosh, this is my first date ever. You're going to make him feel more uncomfortable than you are going to get him to reassure you probably. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. We all had to go on a first date mm -hmm. at some point. So there's nothing wrong with that. But don't feel the need to, oh, maybe if I just say it, it'll be funny or it'll, you know, clear, you know, clear the awkward silence. Whatever. Just steer yeah. clear of it. Yeah. And, and maybe, who knows? few dates in you could be like oh actually our first date like that's the first time i've ever been on a date and he'll be like, i'm sorry what <laughs> like you seemed so like comfortable exactly. and, and he would never know so again i'm not downplaying the insecurity i'm not saying it's bad if you're in your mid-20s late 20s early 30s mid 30s and you haven't dated it's okay everybody starts at different times but don't feel the need to disclose all that on a first date no and if you're listening thinking okay great but I don't know what to do on a date I, I think my recommendation would be come at it kind of like what Kristen was saying is just act like not act like just visualize it from the standpoint of okay this is a friendship we're developing a friendship here what would you ask a new friend what things would you want to know about someone who in a friend context you were just getting to know and if you go into a date that same way, I think it will work out well for you. Yeah. You'll be a little more relaxed. Yes. I think. Okay. So now let's talk about our friends who struggle with the same insecurity mm -hmm. we do about their appearance, their looks, whether he's going to think we're cute or not. <laughs> what do we... I'm trying to be like, what would I say to myself? Because this is, this is one of those things where... I feel like you, I don't know. It's one. It's really easy for you to say what you know is true, but then still struggle to believe it. Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, yes, we will sit here and say, this is what you should be thinking. This is what you should do. This is how you should go about this. Um, but when the rubber meets the road, we have to stop and say, okay, this is what I should do. This is what I should be thinking. This is how I should go about this. And then we have to then choose whether or not to apply it to our own lives because yeah we think the same things and we struggle with the same things but I think I think you have to for all of these the the motive and especially this one I think the motive motivating like thought behind it a lot of times is okay he won't like me because 
or, you know, he's not going to like me because I'm too focused on marriage. He's not going to like me because I've never dated anyone or I haven't gone on a date in 10 years, or he's not going to like me because I'm not as pretty as he was hoping, or I'm not as pretty as the last girl he dated or whatever. It's like, he's not going to like me because, Mm. and a lot of the things that we fill in that blank with are not as much of a deal breaker as I think we think they are. I think there's an element of we need to give guys a little more credit. Um, Because think about it. If you go on a date with a guy and you're like, oh, I don't know that he's dated a ton and he's kind of nervous and whatever. You're like, oh, that's so cute. Like, And he's trying. He's trying. And it's endearing and it's sweet. And, you know, maybe you go out with a guy and he's... I don't know, not totally your type. Maybe you normally date jocks and he's a little bit nerdy, but he's really funny and you like going out with him and he's really cute. And you're just like, oh, like whatever appearance thing, fill in the blank is not, you know, your normal type. We find it endearing most of the time. Now we're girls. So we tend more towards that. I get it. But at the same time, I think we sell guys short a little. So I think if we would put on a little bit more one of a gracious mindset to ourselves of like, okay, are we being realistic about this? Are we being too hard on ourselves? What standards are we imposing on ourselves? Are they biblical or are they what you saw in a magazine last week? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to decide that for yourself. But then once you have done everything you can, you've dressed yourself to the nines, you are (laughs) got your makeup, got your hair, got your whatever. You have to say, okay, this is who God made me to be. This is what I look like. And assume the best of this guy that you're about to go out on a date with. Um, and I think in the getting ready process, remember too, he wants to go out with you, not some overdone, over made up, you know, replica of you that kind of looks like you most of the time. Um, I feel like that may be more off putting to guys than, anything else when it's like okay wait I like you I want to go out with you who is this that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. so and I mean if you go out with him very long he's going to figure it out anyway so uh, that's kind of in my mindset over the last year or two is you know he might as well get to know me from the beginning now obviously you put your effort in and you look nice and whatever but if if he's going to like you he's going to like you and he's going to like the way you look and all of that and that's the way it is (laughs) yeah well and i think the perk that we have in the generation we live in is that there really is no such thing as a blind date anymore Mm -hmm. 98 percent of the time you can find the way somebody looks on the internet okay and even if you're being set up most of the time at least in my experience the person that's doing the setting up is gonna pull up a picture they're not gonna be like oh let me say my friend and you have no idea what they look like so Yeah, there's no more of the, I'll be wearing a red shirt and, you know, have a book on the table. What was it in You've Got Mail? She had the book with the rose in it or whatever. So gone are the days of that. Exactly. So you most likely y'all are going to at least have an idea of what the other person looks like and have seen a picture or two. So if he didn't find you attractive at all. I would venture to say he wouldn't have said yes. So you've got to remember that of, okay, he was at least intrigued by whatever representation he saw of me, whether now if you've doctored your pictures too much to where you look very (laughs) different in person than you do in your pictures, then you might need to be a little concerned. But I realize most people don't do that to where you're unrecognizable, comparatively speaking. So you have that to give you a little bit of comfort and okay you know he's he's seen me in a picture or somehow or somebody that set me up or he's seen me online or whatever so he has an idea and kind of going back to what bethany was saying too about you know he won't like me because when you're going in with that assumption you're going to look for every piece of evidence that your assumption is true Mm -hmm. and it's not fair to him because until he tells you that you can't assign that um, perception Mm-mm. on him. You know, you can't assume, oh, well, it's awkward right now, probably because he doesn't think I'm pretty. Or, oh, this is not going well. He can totally tell I haven't been on a date in a really long time. And until he 
says, you know, maybe after the date, hey, you know, I don't know if he'd actually tell you he wasn't attracted to you, but like, okay, then you can, if you need to go there to try to figure out, okay, what was wrong? Again, going back to our, um, is there something wrong with me episode? You can go listen to that. Um, if you're asking that question after you went on a date that didn't get a second date, but don't ascribe assumptions to this guy that you don't know are true because you will have those that filter over you the entire date and the likelihood of you putting your best foot forward of him getting an accurate representation of who you are where you're not functioning out of your insecurity goes down Mm -hmm. because you're going to be so worried that oh my gosh something I say or something I do or the way I look is going to prove that I'm right about him yeah well and remember going into dates he's human too so if you go into a date and every bit of awkwardness and every bit of weirdness or, you know, pause in a conversation or whatever you attribute to, oh, I'm not pretty enough or, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't see this going anywhere. He's not having a good time. Like, he, far be it from us to assume maybe he's nervous. Maybe he hasn't been on a date in a while. Maybe he doesn't know what to say. Maybe he is really, really, really trying to impress you. And if we just assume, oh, it's because I'm awful, well, good grief, that's not going to get anyone anywhere. <laughs> no. Well, I that makes me think of, so a guy I dated last year, we went on our first date. We had been talking on the phone every single night for two to three weeks before we went on our first date for hours, Okay. And we went on our first date and I remember sitting at the dinner table and there were a few awkward silences and we had put in hours and hours of conversation before this. So it wasn't like we didn't know what to say or what to talk about or we could, but we were so nervous. And we, a few weeks later, we talked about it and he was like, God, I was a nervous wreck. I'm like, me too. And I remember I'm like, I was looking at the menu and I don't remember reading anything on the menu. And the waiter came and was like, are y'all ready? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've just been staring at my menu whenever I'm nervous, but I haven't actually been reading it. And So just, and I remember like noticing like his hands were shaking a little bit, which was so cute. But even if you, I'm not, this isn't, let me say that better. Either of you being nervous or awkward is not only going to happen if you don't really know each other, if you haven't really had a lot of interaction before this day. It could still happen if you've known him for a while, if you've been talking for a while, if you've been talking online for a little bit, and then you go out in person. So don't think, oh, if if I wouldn't set up like this, or if I didn't go about it this way, then this wouldn't happen. No, most likely it's going to happen on a first date. Everybody gets nervous on a first date. So... Don't think, like Bethany said, oh, this is all on me and the the success or failure of the state is entirely on my shoulders. No, he could be nervous too. And he could be wanting to impress you. He could be having the same insecurities you are, for all you know. So just keep in mind, like she said, you're both human beings. You're not perfect. You're not going out with a robot. And then (laughs) he's trying to figure out if you're, you know, close enough to the marker here to where he (laughs) wants to be with you. Like, it's not how it works. So, Or if it is what he's doing get rid of him yeah yeah <laughs> then you say bye-bye yeah and you thank him for dinner and you go home yes okay last theme our most prominent theme yes, we kind of led into far. this a little bit yes but conversation communication let me just read a few of these just so okay. we get a get an idea so one person said thinking we've already texted so much we might not have a lot to talk about or I tend to be clumsy and trip over my words. So I'm worried about making a fool of myself. Um, I'm worried about it's just generally going to be awkward or that I'll say something dumb or that I'll be too nervous and won't communicate the way I know I can because of the nerves or there's going to be awkward silence. I can't tell you all how many times the words awkward silence were used in these answers. Um so these are all, how do I get to know them without interrogating them? You know, all of these different aspects of how I don't want to mess this up from a communication mm-hmm. standpoint. Because you, and I think what's really cool is that so many people realize this. Yes. And it's like, I know I want to get to know mm-hmm. him. I want him to see the way I really am. I don't want to come across super nervous and 
awkward. I don't want there to be silence because I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So the the intentions are really good behind these answers. But there is a lot of anxiety behind these of, oh my gosh, how can I do my part to make sure that this all Mm -hmm. doesn't happen or that it happens as little as as little as possible (laughs) exactly I don't know if we can ever guarantee there won't be any awkward moments okay so let's talk about the awkward silences for a second oh yes first of all and this pains me as much as anyone to say this is something I have had to train myself in doing over the years is especially as women I think we chatter through awkward silences or at least most that I know do and so as natural as that seems, it is as unnatural to say, let the silence be. Now, I don't mean sit there in silence staring at each other or the menu for five minutes. What I'm saying is, I think as a rule, at least among the women I have known in my lifetime, we're nervous and so we just chit chat and we just talk and we just whatever. For guys, for the most part, when they get nervous, they withdraw. So if you have those two dynamics on a first date... You're going to just ramble through an hour and a half at coffee and he will sit there in silence if you're not careful. So lean into those awkward silences just a little. Let there be a pause. Let him talk. If you fill every nervous silence with chatter, he won't have a chance. He may be trying to formulate a question so that he can ask you. And every time he almost gets it out, you go off on some other tangent. So let it be for a second and let him talk Mm -hmm. and I think at least I don't know if you've ever done this before so if you think this is a bad idea please tell me (laughs) um I've acknowledged that I'm nervous before that was the next thing I was gonna say okay I have like if there's an awkward silence I'll kind of giggle and be like I'm sorry I'm really I'm kind (laughs) of nervous and then every single time I've said that he is kind of like he's like okay yeah I am too too. Uh because again like I said who's not nervous on a first date yeah and so this is one of those things where I feel like it's okay to share that and just you can you know keep it light you don't Mm -hmm. have to be like oh my gosh I'm so nervous I'm like sweating through my dress right now like he doesn't need to know that (laughs) um but just the acknowledging if there is a little bit of that silence be like sorry I'm kind of nervous and just then something will come from that yeah. you know I um I like to even acknowledge the awkward silence oh you're way more bold than I am I haven't done that but before it's, I, it's like ice breaking say it has the yeah. same effect of like you know it's awkward I'm like well this is awkward <laughs> kind of you know that kind of but I'm like I don't know what to do with awkward silences <laughs> one time I was even like I don't know what to do with awkward silences I was like how about a joke <laughs> and he was like okay and I was like okay you go ahead <laughs> And so, like, well played. Si- you know, silence was filled. It wasn't awkward. And if you acknowledge it, then you're not sitting there going, am I the only one that feels awkward? Does he think I'm weird? Whatever. If you acknowledge it and it's funny and you make a joke about it, ice broken. And then, I mean, that time there was never an awkward silence again, really. Because either there wasn't silence or it wasn't awkward. Yeah. All silence is not awkward. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so remember that yeah and i it's so funny because we the way we view silence in relationships is so different based on the depth of the relationship so like yeah. at the beginning it's like oh my gosh there cannot be a single moment of like you can't even take a breath hardly because mm-hmm. you're just trying to fill it but then i think about the people i'm really close to are the people that i can be with yeah and there's silence and i'm comfortable in it mm-hmm. and so it's so funny how that scale tips when I'm not saying you should be super comfortable with silence with a stranger. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) expecting you to do that, but I think it is funny how, like, I remember a few years into mine and Melanie's friendship, we were just driving in the car. We had music that was turned down low. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. even like it was jam. We were just driving, drinking Starbucks, you know, the usual. And we kind of, it was almost at the same time. We're like, you realize we haven't said anything in like 15 minutes, but I'm, I don't feel awkward yeah. at all. And she was like, me neither. And she's like, that's a sign of a good friendship. I'm yeah. like, exactly. So just that, you know, feeling of, I get it that you want to yeah. feel it, but either acknowledge it or just let it sit for a minute and see how, you know, how he responds to it is telling too, mm-hmm. I think to how he's, 
how he convert converses converse conversates did we decide that conversate was not a word it is a word it is a word it is okay and if he's trying to keep it going because he's enjoying Mm -hmm. it he's gonna come up with remember what brett said in his mental always like guys are terrified the conversation's gonna die texting or in person so he's one if he's enjoying it he's wanting to keep it up as much as you Mm -hmm. are so don't be afraid of those as terrifying as they are don't be afraid of those silences no and one thing you mentioned the menus earlier about reading the menu if you're at dinner remember menus are your friend so you sit there you can look at it you don't have to like you know intense eye contact right from the beginning look at your menu look for a few seconds i always look and then i say oh what do you know what you're gonna have what are you thinking kind of get a little conversation going and then i always do this and i never really thought about it being like it's not really a move but i've just realized now i always do this like deliberately i will say oh you know such and such looks good or oh that's interesting on my menu and invariably they'll say oh wait where and so i always reach across the table and point oh it's right here like on their menu because it kind of breaks the barrier. it's not contact you're not like it's not weird it's not awkward but it kind of breaks that barrier where it would be this half of the table is mine and that half is yours does that make sense yes i like that so i always find a way to do that and it seems to make it a little more comfortable yeah i like that a lot i think that's a great move but yeah i'll definitely be like so what are you getting uh-huh. and just those little or have you been here before yeah or, yeah stuff like that yeah i mean not if it's like chili corner yeah everybody's been yeah but, if they know. haven't been that's another concern you need <laughs> Red to flag. be like let me tell you here are the four things you should try yes. we're definitely getting a skillet queso and no we'll go from there we'll go from there that's hilarious. Another thing in regards to kind of comparing this to getting to know a friend, we feel this need, particularly with dating, to constantly be asking questions, mm-hmm. which you realize, I realize that, you know, you're wanting to get to know the person and questions are how your brain defaults to doing that. However, I want you to think about the last time you hung out with one of your friends how many questions did you ask? Mm-hmm. Probably not a ton. You may have been like, oh, how's your day been when you, they got to wherever y'all were going? And there may have been a few questions interspersed throughout the conversation. But for the most part, you just talk. And there's this misconception I think we have assigned to dating that, oh, I if the conversation stops, I have to be asking questions. And while questions are good, and I'm not saying don't ask them because you do want to have a sense of curiosity and let him know like I do want to get to know you I'm interested in learning more about you just talk to him and like when Bethany got here we talked we always talk for varied amounts of time before we start (laughs) recording today wasn't as long as normal but we're going to take a break in between which I'm sure is where we'll talk the most but we just say whatever and then we start rolling and it's the same thing Or it can be the same thing when you're dating. And it doesn't have to be this, again, we talk about the job interview format. Just talk to him. Bring something up. Be like, oh, you know, I saw this the other day and it was so cool. Or, oh, I know. Like if you've, and this will be a little easier if you've talked to him before. But be like, oh, I know you said you liked baseball. I was watching ESPN. I don't know. Y'all may not watch ESPN. Some of you do. But I was watching ESPN then and saw this. Did you see that? What did you think about it? You know, something you can still work questions in, but it's not just, so tell me about what you do in your free time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. a little more organic. Yes. And I've actually been thinking, and we haven't even talked about this yet, over the last, I don't know how long, because you hear all the time, well, he doesn't ask any questions, or I wish there were more questions or whatever. And then we've talked about how in friendships, you don't do that. And so I've been, I've kind of wondered why. And I, uh, here's my theory. So go with me here. I think in friendships, I come in and just tell you stuff because the question is understood. I don't feel like I need the, it's not really like it's permission, but if you ask me a question, you are giving me permission to answer and tell you about that thing. But with you, 
or other close friends, I just come in and start telling you about that thing because it's almost like the question is implied. Because we are friends, you don't have to ask the question and I don't have to wait for the question to just tell you every little thing about it. But when you're in a dating context, especially an early dating context, that familiarity isn't there. And so you're waiting to tell someone something until they ask because that familiarity of just telling them everything about you is not there yet. And so you need that question kind of like a gatekeeper a little bit. Okay. And to your point though of just talk about stuff, I think it kind of broaches that barrier of like, okay, we can be more familiar. We can just talk about things. You don't have to ask that question. And the sooner you can get to that, and I mean in a matter of a couple of dates, like get to that point of just feeling comfortable just talking. And you can initiate in that. You can just tell about stuff. And I do that. I just talk, talk, and I'm like, I'm rambling about my day. Sorry, how was your day? Kind of thing. Well, instantly he feels, I feel comfortable enough just telling him about my day. Like that kind of thing. And so I think the quicker you can get to that, the better off you'll be. Now that's, I, I've never really broken it down that much y'all excuse the weed eater in the background i'm sorry we just tried to wait it out and this guy's camped out under my bedroom window it's fine um but i never really thought through it in that sense before of oh the questions implied and i think once again if you can just think through this like a friendship in these early stages so much of this will start to feel like second nature because you've done it so many times Mm -hmm. before because Learning to make friends and to talk with friends is something you've been doing since kindergarten, you know? So, and obviously your communication skills have evolved as you've gotten older, (laughs) but you've been doing this for a long time. So if you can just tell yourself, hey, yes, I find this guy attractive. He apparently finds me somewhat attractive because he's willing to go out with me and he's really cute. But other than that, I want to get to know him like I would a friend right now, then you can really kind of again just relax and the way that you talk and interact is going to come a little easy to easier to you I think Mm -hmm. yeah so let's we've talked about awkward silences a lot though so let's hit on for a second the idea of oh we're going to run out of things to talk about do you have any I go (laughs) I go in with a few in my back pocket so I will is anybody else give themselves what (laughs) does anybody else give themselves a pep talk in the car on the way to a date because i definitely do that and i'm talking i try to not think about it oh no see i'm literally (laughs) in the car i typically call my mom or melanie not far before i get there but i'm like okay kristen you can do this it's fine you checked your teeth you're good there's nothing in your hair like you look great just relax take a deep breath like literally talking myself through that all this while so i'm driving funny. and but i make sure i do it before i pull in the parking lot because i don't want him to think i'm nuts um <laughs> if he's like waiting in the car but i'll give myself and be like okay so you can ask him about this you can talk to him about this this is a fun thing you saw the other day so bring that up you know he likes this so you know talk to him about that and i'll have typically four or five things ready to go so that if there is a little bit Mm -hmm. of a lull I can say okay tell me about this and this can go whether you've known him for a while if you've been talking to him online or if you've been set up with him because if you're set up specifically I think you need to not be creepy but talk to the person who's setting you up and be like hey what are some things he's interested in what are some things I can talk to him about what are some things we maybe have in common and then you can say you know oh Bobby who set us up said you really Uh like fishing I don't know I have only fished once and I am terrified of worms so (laughs) you know there's that but maybe don't do that because you don't want him to seem like you're not open or willing to hearing about things he's interested in but be like where where do you like to go fish or you're tell me about this because clearly i'm missing something yeah. or i don't know but just find those things and have a few in your back pocket where you don't go unprepared like you yeah. go in when they tell you we tell you this is not a job interview but when you go into a job interview the best advice I've been given is you go in with questions mm-hmm. because when they ask you at the end do you have any questions for me yes if you say oh no i'm good not normally a good thing. Yeah. You want to go in with that you've done your homework 
same goes for this. So I would really recommend trying to have a few Mm -hmm. things that... Again, nothing super deep or creepy or, hey, I saw on your Instagram four years ago that you went to Italy. How was that? (laughs) Like, don't do that. Um, But uh, to that end, I I was going to kind of follow up and say, you don't have to have four or five very specific questions. No. You can have four or five topics you want to bring up. Absolutely. So if you have stalked his Instagram four years back and you know he went to Italy, ask him, hey, what's your favorite place you've traveled? Knowing that probably he's going to talk about this cool trip he took and that'll give some conversation. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, kind of like you already know the, an- not know the answer, but you know, there is you know an there- answer. Exactly. And so you're not going to be like, oh, where's your favorite place you travel? And he's like, oh, I've never left the state. And you're like, oh, oh. well, this just got awkward. <laughs> yes, okay. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, go into it with a few like, yeah, topics to bring up. I think that's super helpful. One encouragement I would give you is if it is in the context of maybe online or whatever if you've talked on the phone several times and there hasn't you've had plenty to talk about on the phone I've kind of learned over time it's been like okay this conversation flows so the date is going to flow too Mm. I don't I don't know what all we're going to talk about but I know because of past experience talking to this guy we're gonna be fine um so I would go into it with that mindset and that has served me well for the most part one thing I would say too is We go into these things looking for, okay, let's talk about all the things we have in common, which makes sense Mm -hmm. because you have them in common. You can talk about it. But one thing, and this is just in talking with people in general, if you get them talking about themselves, it's going to make it so much easier. So even for things that I don't like or I know nothing about, I say, oh, you like such and such. I don't know anything about that. Tell me about it. Tell me why you like it. What's your favorite part? Whatever. I don't know anything about that thing or I, you know, or you can even say, well, I don't like it, but do your best at convincing me that I should, or, you know, something like that that wording. Um, and then in an online context too, I would always encourage you. And this is something that I've done over time and it's helped me is when you're talking online, don't ask every question that you want to there. So even if it's a, you ask a question about, what are your hobbies? And he likes, okay, let's go with fishing. I don't really know anything about fishing, but we're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Well, don't ask him in your next message every little thing about fishing. But note that so that then either when you're on the phone or you're in person, you can say, okay, hey, so you really like fishing. Tell me more about that. One, it says, oh, hey, I paid attention. And two, it gives you something to talk about. But if you ask, if you exhaust all of those questions while you're online, you don't ever want to get to the point online where you're like, well, I don't need to know anything else about this guy. I, I know everything I could possibly want to know. Yeah. Don't get to that point before you've met in person or FaceTimed these days or whatever it is. Um, that will serve you well, I think. Yeah. And I think to that point, too, where you're asking them about something maybe you're not super familiar with. Something I've been told several times is that guys love to teach about things. Yes. And particularly things that they're super passionate about and you're clueless about so and this goes back to all the movies of oh i have no idea how to swing a baseball bat please come help me you know but it doesn't have to be that obvious but they love to do that mm-hmm. and to talk about those things and to teach you about stuff so give them the opportunity yeah. to do that and because flip it for a second and if he asks me okay so you love to write I'm not a writer, but I think it's super cool that yeah. you're, how'd you get started? Or yep. what's your favorite thing to write? Or what, you know, fill in the blank here. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Let me tell you. And exactly. so then I just go to town and back to, oh gosh, I'm turning into my dad. Back to the golden rule. Treat people <laughs> the way you want to be treated. You want people to ask you things that you're interested in? Do the same thing for them. Yeah. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Anything else we have? I can't think of anything. That's a lot, y'all. Yeah. I will say, I think we kind of already touched on this real quick, but I'm stealing this from Bethany because (laughs) I just think it's super great. One thing I'll leave you with is, or we will leave you with, because again, I stole it from her, but (laughs) whether or not this date you're going into is successful is not dependent on whether you figure out if you're going to marry him or not. Your goal is to just decide, do I want to go out with him again or do I not? 
regardless of the answer, that's successful. Yeah. I told Bethany before we recorded, I feel more, not to be dramatic, but like the date feels more like a failure to me if I leave it confused and have no idea what's happening next. That's where I'm like, oh, well, that didn't turn (laughs) out well. Um, But if I know at the end of it, either, oh, hey, we should really do this again sometime. Mm -hmm. Let, are you free next week? Sure. Or, hey, I had fun. Even if it's, it may be a text later that night, but, or the yeah. next day, but I just wasn't feeling it or I feel like we'd be great friends, but I don't really see it going beyond that. But thank you so much. I had a great time, whatever. Either way, I have an answer and I have clarity exactly. and that's where the success comes from. And so if we can redefine how we view dating successfully in these early stages, I think we'll be way less insecure yes. as we go into our dates. I completely agree. Well, you should because you came up with it. So. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> anyway. Oh, all right, guys. Well, that's that's all we have for you. We've been talking for quite a while. Thanks for these past few weeks, man. We have been. That's, we've been had so long. much to talk about. Yeah. But we hope y'all are enjoying these. We have had the best time this season so far. And we're really looking forward to the next few weeks. We are yes. going all the way up until the week before Christmas. So we still yeah, got quite a bit for y'all. But if you enjoyed today's episode or any other episode we've ever done, tell a friend about us and let them know that we would love to connect with them on yeah. their podcasting app or social media or our newsletter. So yeah. go do that. We would so appreciate it. And stay tuned. We won't have an episode on Friday, a Couchcaster Backstage Pass. We had one last week. So just stay tuned until Wednesday. Yep. We'll have another full length episode for you. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm-hmm.